Welcome to Open to Hope Radio with your host, mother-daughter team, Dr. Gloria and Dr. Heidi Horsley. This show is brought to you by the Open to Hope Foundation with the mission of helping people find hope after loss. This show has been edited for your convenience. Now, Open to Hope Radio. Our guests on this segment are Art Daly and Allison Snyder. Art Daly was driving through Glenwood Canyon, Colorado with his family when his car was hit by a boulder falling from the canyon wall. His wife and two boys were killed. After his loss, Art had to make the decision whether and how to live on. He and Allison Snyder are co-authors of Out of the Canyon. Welcome to the show, Art and Allison. Thank you so much. For Thank us. you. It's great to have you guys on the show today. Heidi was saying that she was reading your book in the gym and crying, right, Heidi? It's a pow- It's very powerful, and it's very well written, and you really feel like you're there observing what's going on, and you, you so you really empathize with everything that Art and Allison have both been through, and it's an amazing story of not only what they've been through, but how they've moved beyond towards hope again. Absolutely. I mean, uh, Allison having a brother uh, who uh, committed suicide, at, your older brother, right, Allison? Yes, he was eight years older than I was. Yeah, and uh, that in and of itself, you know, is is a huge, you know, story. And then uh, being married to Art later on, who had his uh, wife and two children killed, right, Art? That's right. Yeah, and uh, I want to say there, there, we really can't even begin to touch everything that's in this book, Out of the Canyon, A True Story of Love and Loss, because it, it's an amazing book. And there are a lot of things in there. I hope you will get the book and and listen and read it because there are a lot of wonderful coincidentals, things that keep us going in life, and, and it's amazing. So let's talk a little bit, Art, about you had, uh, you know, you can talk about it. You've done a, a YouTube, a quick YouTube on it about your family being basically wiped out and, and how you survived this. Yeah, but those, that following morning was... The, and this is what, about, is it 10 years ago? The, this was 14 years ago. 14, okay. And as you've already explained, uh, Kathy and my boys, Tanner and Shay, were driving home from a youth hockey game in Vail. And we were coming down through uh, Glenwood Canyon, and a boulder fell off the wall and crushed the car I was driving. Somehow, I was left untouched, and uh, it, it killed the rest of my family. That and is an amazing thing that you were untouched. I mean, it's really remarkable. How do you figure that? That one, there's no answer for. I don't, unless there was something more for me to do, and in a sense, I think I've kind of sort of focused my, you know, continued living on on that concept that, that I, uh, I did have more things to accomplish here, and maybe maybe I could touch others in, in ways that otherwise I wouldn't have been able to. Uh-huh. So, Allison, you two met when? Well, you know, what happened is I ended up, my grandfather had died, so I was gone from uh, the valley where we live. I, I had been gone during the accident, but I came back and I heard about this, you know, this horrible thing that had happened, and the whole town was grieving. And so I ended up, a couple months later, I wrote a letter, and I put together a tape of songs, but I, I didn't think it was important that he know who I was, so I, I just wrote a letter and told him, you know, how sorry I was, told him that I had lost a brother to suicide, and that I was praying for him and asking God to give me some of his grief. 
And I sent the letter to him and just signed it a friend and sent the tape of songs along with it. And I just went to the postmaster and said, you know, I, I don't know who this man is, but can you, you know, can you help me get this to him? So he made me put my return address on the outside of the envelope for federal law because he was, you know, they were delivering it for me. But I, you know, I, I just sort of left it at that and said, you know, okay, well, we'll, you know, I didn't expect anything to happen. I was getting ready to move back to Texas. And I guess about, you know, within the week, I heard back from Art, and he had written back to a friend and used the post office box that was on the outside of my envelope. And that's how we first met. Oh, that's amazing. And that kind of fits into the first segment of our show, making a CD of music. How was that for you to get that music art? It was it was pretty amazing because uh, most of the songs, or a lot of the songs, were favorites of Kathy's. And it just jumped out of me as I was listening to it that Kathy could have made this tape herself. Mm, um, wow. And she certainly would have appreciated it. Yeah. They were just, I don't know, it was a very kind, a very thoughtful letter that this person had written. And Kathy was your first wife, the one who was killed. Kathy was, right, Kathy was the wife that was killed. And they were some of the things that you felt like she would have wanted. Yeah, they they are. They they, they were. Uh A couple of the songs were her definite, her favorites. Because, Allison, you kind of connected up with her in a lot of ways that you talk about in the book. And as I said, we don't have time to go into all of them, but... It's been a pretty amazing trip, hasn't it? You know, it really has. It's one of those things where when you look back on it, you go, you think to yourself, how how could this have all happened? Because I, I, this was something I'd never had happened before, but I, when I, when I sat down and I put those tape of songs together and I wrote that letter, there was something inside of me that, that felt like something was happening, but I couldn't have put that into words at that point. Mm-hmm. So you guys got together. You got married. Yep, we ended up getting married, and now we have two boys of our own. And and Art, I wanted you to, Heidi was talking, and we had both read the book, and the thing about you're holding your new baby, that was an amazing, amazing piece in your book. Do you want to say yeah. something about that? Uh, well, it's hard to talk when I'm thinking about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, that was maybe the most special, glowing moment of my life. I mean, and I've had some pretty exciting, wild things happen, but that that touched touched me as deeply as anything ever has. It was just this. It was like uh, something being reborn in my life. And if I if, if, if I'm pass, well, if I have a passion for anything, it's it's I love being a dad. Well, Art, and when you said, I mean, it touched me to the core when you said. Here I'm holding Ryder, and the very last time I held my son in my arms was when my son, was, another son, was dying. And that's Shay, right? That was Shay. Mm-hmm. And now I'm touching a son that has just been brought into the world, and I'm filled with so much gratitude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how I felt. Amazing. So, and then you had Burke. Yes, and you know, it's what's really beautiful is that we sort of created this, you know this feeling and this atmosphere, this real intimacy in the birthing room because, you know, for me, I I knew what this was for him. I mean, I just, it was like I just wanted him to, to you know, have those babies in his arms each time because of the loss he had had. And it was that each time, and I know it's, you know, it's hard, I think, sometimes to, to really totally recreate it, but it was this gift that, 
you know, obviously I was, you know, I was a part of it. I was a mother. I was birthing. But it was this, I mean, the whole hospital. I mean, everybody around knew what was happening because it's this, you know, it's a small town. And they they knew that this gift was coming back to this man who had mm-hmm. lost so much. And and pro- a healing for the whole community in a way, I would think. Absolutely. You know, what's, what's interesting is even about this book is that people from all over, when they, they get the book, they just say, this, this is what I've needed. I've needed this book because I've never forgotten that day. Mm. For many people, this book has represented the rest of the story that they've wondered about and they've had their own hopes about for a long time, but they really haven't known what was really happening. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, when, when grief is going on, like when... when when Art had his accident, you know, people are afraid. They don't want to, they don't know that you kind of, that you want to talk about it. I mean, he wanted to talk about his, his wife and his children. He wanted to talk about Kathy. He wanted to talk about Shay and Tanner. But people are afraid. They don't know what to do with the grief. And so, for them, they were, I think many people are afraid to ask those questions. And so the, the book is really about putting the questions and putting what happened I mean, in his case, putting it out what happened on the table and just saying, here's what happened, here's, you know, here's what I needed, here's what, here's what happened. Right, and also for you, Rod. Yes, for me as well. That was, it was definitely a way. Interestingly, my, my parents, it, I, the whole time I was writing that, I, I would send them copies and, I mean, it was, it's been a very healing time for my parents and in fact, they've had more and more of their friends come up and say, we are so sorry. We did not know, you know. It's just it, it, it's helped them to do some healing with some of their friends as well. And what came up for me a little bit about reading the book is also I'll have to mention Piper yeah. and Piper being a bruised sibling. Yes. Because the story is so huge that, uh, and, uh, you know, for you to, um, Art, for you to lose, you know, your wife and two children that, um Piper became kind of a support person, but wow, she's a brief sibling too, which I would think that that'd be quite a connection for you, Alice, and with her because you're in that, in that venue too. Yes, and you know, she, um Oh, but let me say who Piper is. <laughs> Art, why don't you tell us who Piper is? Piper is, uh, my grown daughter, uh, from my, my, my very first marriage, and she was, at the time of the accident, she was, uh, 24. And she made a bed at the foot of your bed. Yeah, she came to my house that night. I called her from Glenwood, where the hospital was, about 40 miles away. Told her what had happened, and I was on my way home. She said she'd meet me there, and she she did, and she just moved in. Uh, she, she'd been living mm-hmm. elsewhere in, in the valley, and she just moved into the house and set up a futon at the foot of the bed so that... I would always have someone there when I went to bed and when I woke up because otherwise the house was empty and silent. I was going to say, how important was that? I mean, you had these, this, all this life in your family and these little kids running around and all this noise and all of a sudden you go to this house that's silent and how important her role was just to be a presence there, just to be a, a living person in that house. It was really critical to my moving, to, be, to my getting up the next day and the days after that. And moving mm-hmm. forward. What was the hardest thing for you, Art? Oh, boy. I'll tell you, one of the hardest things was that first morning, waking up and knowing that the title that I gave this chapter is Waking to Forever. Uh-huh. That's just what it felt like. It felt like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, um, 
the realization of what had happened, it just hit me right between the eyes the moment I woke up. And I realized that every morning after that would be like that. Now, Allison, you had a couple of miscarriages, too, after the boys. I did. You know, I had I had actually been um, on an antibiotic, and I didn't realize you could get pregnant when you were on an antibiotic. And so I got pregnant, so it wasn't something we had planned. But then once I got pregnant, I was so excited. And so there was a real um, loss there because I... Um, I hadn't, I'd never lost a baby before, and, and I, mm-hmm. it was very traumatic. In fact, and then I, and we ended up, you know, Arthur, well, then we can go ahead and try again, and I lost another one. Mm-hmm. And so at that point, we made the decision um, to not try anymore. But that's one of the reasons why now I work with mothers who have lost, um, who lose their babies. In fact, I was in the hospital yesterday with a woman who was five months pregnant and had to birth a baby. Wow. You know, you guys are amazing. Now, you know, I have to say, because I do, you know, the radio show and all that, isn't there some kind of a, an in-depth joy that comes from service? Uh, yes. Absolutely. Yes. Can you talk about that a little bit for people? Because I know they're wondering, I mean, how have these guys come through this? You know, one of the things that I have found in the past six or seven years mainly um, more and more people tend to call me when there's a loss of a child or, you know, in, in, in their house. And, and they call and, and they just say, Art, you know, we know you've been through this. Uh, or a friend will call and say, can you maybe try to spend some time with, with these people? And I'll do that. And it's something that before the, the accident, I don't know that I could have been present and and, and and reached out and touched these people. Um, and now it, it seems like uh, it's something I know how to do, and it's, it's almost as if I, I have a gift that I can pass on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the things that's interesting to me, and, I, and Allison, when you're going with a new mother, I, I think that you'll probably identify with this thought too. One of the things that amazes me, instead of being really tired at night, I feel good. Yes, absolutely. You know, because what I think about is what would I want if I was in the same situation? What would I, what would I want? You know, now that I've, I mean, you know, these, I didn't actually have to birth a baby. I mean, I had miscarriages. But what I keep thinking is if I can give this woman something that I would have wanted, you know, what I would want in the same situation, you're right. It energizes me and it gives me a sense of hope within my own life. And it puts everything in perspective in my own life. I mean, you know, you can be worried about the stupidest things, and yet when you go in there and you're with that mother, you think, what was I What was I thinking? How could I be so self-absorbed? I mean, look at what this woman is going through. Yeah, it, it, it's kind of an amazing thing to work in this area because it really cuts out all of the nonsense, doesn't it? People are real. Oh, yes. You're, you're, I mean, this woman I was with yesterday didn't speak a lick of English, not one word of English, and we could <laughs> communicate amazingly because I could take my hands on my heart and break my hands apart. And, you know, I, we communicated through sign language and through our eyes and through our heart. And I, I know that woman now more than, you know, half the people that your acquaintance is with because I, we have connected on a soul level and I've been through something with her that, you know, that is from the depths of her heart. I wanted to uh, 
get the the website for Art and Allison. Do you want to give us that? Yeah, that would be great. One of you? It's um, outofthecanyon.com, and on there uh, we have a blog um, where we talk about all different kinds of things, but most of it's about grief and healing and hope. And then we also have, you can look on there, that we have uh, some YouTube videos from some interviews we've done. And uh, we also are writing for the um, for your blog as well. Right. Open, Open to help, so you can read their articles on our site. Right. And I also write for a website, uh, intent.com, and, work, and do also some for the Huffington Post. That's great. Well, I just want to say uh, I get their book, Out of the Canyon. It's a fabulous book. How will people get it? They can go on to Amazon.com if they want to get it there. They can also at Barnes & Noble. It carries it. Borders Bookstore carries it. And then many of the independent bookstores carry it as well. Great. It's a great book, and there are just so many things that we haven't even begun to touch in there that are so healing and touching. So I promised we'd get some advice from you, too, and, and some help to those folks out there who've recently suffered a loss. And, Allison, um, I'd like you to, maybe you could start, do you have some advice for people who, uh, family members who have committed suicide? Because we have a lot of people that listen that are in that category. Yeah, you know, um, the, the suicide, I think the, the, the hardest part about that is the guilt. And I think that's um, the main thing I'll, I'll address um, right now, and that is that you know, the sooner that you can work through the guilt aspect um, for me it was that you know I actually ha- I actually stopped my brother one time I didn't realize I'd stopped him but I'd walked in on him uh, without knowing it and um, what I had to get through really as quickly as I could was the idea that he had made a decision and that I I couldn't stop him in that way and it doesn't make it any easier but if I can if I can honor that part of myself, then I can get down to what my real pain is, and that is the loss of him and the fact that he's no longer in my life. Right. So so work on that and taking care of yourself, right, Allison? Exactly. And really, you know, um, really allowing yourself to be in the grieving process and, and go through what you need to, but, but as, as, as quickly as you can, um, let go of the of the you know the guilt part, and, and get to get to the point of really loving and honoring yourself, and taking care of yourself in honor of that person. Mm-hmm. I like that. And I'm sorry, I'm back. Oh, you're back. But, um, <laughs> sorry, I left for a minute, guys. But uh, <laughs> so yes, and realizing, like you're saying, Allison, that oftentimes there's nothing we can do in life. Right. That accidents happen, things happen, people die, and no matter what we do, it's right. not enough. Yeah. They still die. So, Art, what's your piece of advice for folks who have had um, loss of a spouse and a child? Yeah, two children. I've, yeah. Been, I've been sitting here just thinking about that question. Uh, I think the, the most important thing and the most pervasive thing is to find a way to um, keep the loved one that, that you've lost, keep them alive because they are very much alive and very much present in your life, and I mean, I firmly believe this, and it's not something that I would have been able to say 15 years ago, Um, but I've had the experience of my family remaining present in my life, and it has made all the difference. Um, The the author, Mark Helperin, uh, describes it as memory and devotion, and he has a wonderful series of, I don't know, it's a bunch of paragraphs in one of his books that are just 
I you know, I was thinking when you do give service like you do, you have the opportunity to speak your children's names. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And, and that, I think, is, is really the first, the very first step in, in beginning to pick your head up and, and look around and, and to, to move on, you, it, it, to know that they are with you. And they will be and that you can continue to share your love with them. Uh, yeah. And we, you know, in our family, what we do is we have birthday parties for their, for, for Shay and Tanner and Kathy. We celebrate their birthday. We make a birthday cake, and we try, we honor them. Art has been really great about um, really doing that, just honoring them and talking about them and having them be a part of our life as opposed to pushing it under the rug or being afraid to talk about it because of the sadness. Yeah, well, thank you both so much for being on the show today. It's been great, and you're very inspiring, and it's a wonderful book, Out of the Canyon, and I want to thank it, you guys for being on. Thank I you want to so thank you, too, and just say I love when Art says that this, is a me- this book is a message of hope for anyone trying to fight their way out of the darkness back into the light. You are both so inspirational because you both have had many losses in your lives, and you've not only survived, but you found hope again. So thank you for inspiring us. Thank you so much. Thanks. You have been listening to Open to Hope Radio. You can sign up for our newsletter, Facebook, and Twitter on our homepage at opentohope.com.